0: on me morning or good afternoon or good evening everybody uh i'm Tito labine this is the impulse show uh and my co-host with me is jeffrey Keeble. what's going on jeffrey what up what up we're back well i'm
1: back in the podcast setting so this is pretty cool
0: you are back you're back in the podcast setting and i am back for my second time in this in the in the podcast
1: yeah yeah you know um you know i have the equipment we might as well try to do something with it you know it's uh it's a crazy world out there <laughs> to to try to start something from off the ground nowadays
0: yeah absolutely Your uh, your first podcast uh, unqualified minds i was on that that was a lot of fun um but you know like you said you know a crazy world things happen Things are hard to get off the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially
1: with that, uh, we were definitely trying to, you know, get guests into the studio where we had it at. And, you know, to have that one-on-one feeling and everything. But when COVID hit, it kind of destroyed everything in that matter. And, uh, you know, it just kind of fizzled out, unfortunately. But, you know, here we go. You know, round two, round three. I, who knows how many rounds I'm at right now, but
0: I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, that maybe the silver lining in, uh, in, in COVID is that, um, you know, podcasting now, you can do it through Zoom, through, um, you know, video, video conferencing, as long as you have a mic and the equipment, and now it seems to be a little more acceptable?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. You know, I'm based out of uh, Lakewood, Wisconsin, and you're in Minneapolis. So, you know, um, well, you were up here last week, and then I gave you a mic, and I was like, dude, let's let's fucking do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, you uh, had mentioned about doing a podcast, um, you know, kind of based around some off-road racing or um, you know, just, I guess racing in general and kind of getting to know uh, people and, and you know, I was, I was all on board for it. You know, anything that sounds fun, anything that, you know, more we can do or bring light to it. I was, I was all on board with it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and this makes it easier for both of us too. So then, you know, neither of us have to drive four hours one way to just try to do this. You know, we could do it over Zoom and 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 do it this way. And you know, and we don't have to bring any guests in. We could video call them, which we're gonna do today. And you know, we're just gonna, you know, test the waters and see what we can do.
0: Yeah, and and I think the biggest thing is that we both kind of have the same um the same idea of like what we want out of this podcast is a lot of podcasts are very, you know, kind of I guess straightforward and like corporate and formal, and you know that's not necessarily what we're going for. We just we we want to get to know people. We want to be able to joke and banter and swear and 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 have a good time without any sort of like, I guess. I don't want to say repercussions,
1: <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but you know, that we can, we can have our own podcast. Yeah, no, exactly. We want to be able to
1: just, yeah, just to get to know the the drivers, the, the guests that we have on, and we want to be ourselves. That's, that's the biggest thing. You know, we're not a suit and tie or anything. We're, we're more like, Feathers and buckskin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. We're nowhere near formal. Like right now I'm in my apartment. I've got a bottle of a lotion by me because I'm ashy. Not, not cause you know, taking care of business again, but uh, oh, you're just, he says again, you're, <laughs> you know, you're the, and, and, and that's what, and that's what I want. It's just like a fun, back and forth and 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 i don't want to be lost amongst the 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 formal uh podcast like i just i want to have fun with this yeah Uh, you know i want to i want us to be ourselves i want the drivers and and other people to be themselves
1: yeah and the biggest thing that i guess like i want to try to do too is like i said we i want to get to know these drivers you know i don't want them uh, us interviewing them and them just giving us the same answer that they gave the last 20 million other interviewers, you know, like we, I want to be able to not only me get to know him, but our listeners get to know him and be like, Oh, well, I didn't know that or this, or, you know, whether it be good or bad, you know, it's just, you know, that's who they are. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all achieve, we all have achievements. And you know, like this is, I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many podcasts I've started and that have failed, but like what Keegan said before, you know you know and that's who we're, we're interviewing today um you know I, I live off my failures i learn but i'm not gonna quit trying if you will you know what i mean so you know and, yeah. and that's and, and that's how we where we're at where we are at today you know so
0: yeah and and the and the drivers that we're talking about are part of the uh champ uh championship off-road uh racing series uh that is uh owned or uh, managed uh put on by uh, isoc uh, out of uh minnesota here in the champ off-road series uh is is here in the midwest and in, in case you know
2: <laughs> off oh, road <throw> yeah. fans <laughs> that
0: joined it don't know and and what we're covering is uh you know the the drivers of you know pro 2 pro 4 pro light you know maybe we'll you know get some other drivers in here but uh kind of what we want to do is just uh use our our um Jeez, what's the word I'm looking for? Relationships, our, our connections with some of these drivers when we were able to film Rush. And that was fun to to, to dive in and get that on camera. But I also want to, like you said, get to know these drivers a, a, a little more. Because last year, I never met Andrew Carlson. And I, I with, with, if it weren't for Rush, I don't know if I would have ever approached him. Not because he's a you know not approachable guy, but it's because I I, I don't know anything about him. I've never... Heard anything more than what you see on TV, what you see on you know CBS or the the stream, but once you kind of got to see him like as a person, dude, like you sometimes forget they are people. Yep, they're normal people. No,
1: exactly, exactly. And you know, for those who don't don't know what I do or what Tito does, you know, um, I own a media company, Impulse Media, hence the Impulse Show. Um, trying to brand out a little bit more and and create. Um, you know, Tito, you said it the best, you know, it's, it's the greatest race never showing uh, the greatest it?
0: race you've never seen.
1: Yeah. The greatest race you've never seen or heard of. We'll say, we'll put that little, little bit in there, but you know, um, you know, my goal is to help the series that helps me, you know, we're trying to bring more exposure here. We're trying to bring more exposure to the drivers. We're trying to bring more exposure to the owners, um, you know, sponsors, everything, you know, the, the goal is, is to interview, you know, um, Kenda Mike from Kenda tire or Tada Robinson from vision wheel. And, you know, like Keegan Kincaid from Kincaid motorsports, you know, the owner and, you know, all these drivers and bring more exposure to the sport. And like I said, and to get to know them on a personal level, um, you know, the goal is to expand and, and, and do more of this and, hopefully a weekly podcast would, would help, um, or biweekly at this point. Um, uh, we really don't know where we're, where, where we're headed with this, but, um, you know, that's where I want to head, head out to. And, you know, hopefully you guys stay along the listeners, you know, stay here and enjoy the ride and enjoy watching us grow and cheer us on. And, you know, just, uh, let, you know, let's get this shit, shit rolling. You know what I mean? So, um,
0: I guess, yeah, later, no, I, I agree.
1: You know, I guess a little background on you though, what you do for a living, because this isn't your full time job, but this is more of a hobby for you. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, moved here to Minneapolis, uh working Why? uh here in the city. Why? Um and, Why? and I Why? like la- twenty Why? what?
1: Why'd you move to the city?
0: Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Moved here to get my heart broken. How about that? Is that what you (laughs) want to hear, Jeffrey? Moved Uh, here for a girl. What do you want? (laughs) I just just want the truth, brother. She (laughs) was, uh, she's, uh, she got a, she got her dream job as a, as a flight attendant. Uh and and the hub is here in Minneapolis um and then
1: Okay, okay I'm sorry. I, you don't have to go into it. Just talk about <laughs> you. <laughs> I can see the
2: uh, tear. Not trying to make me relive it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't, but, need you to, don't need me to cry. Yeah, so Keep going, brother. But, no, so
2: <laughs> I
0: uh, moved here, got a job uh in a in a property management company. Uh, just kind of the field that I'm in. And then in 2020, uh, I knew I wanted to do like a fun, fun little film documentary thing. Cause I've kind of been dabbling in it. Uh, and by dabbling in it, I mean, filming on my uh, iPhone six. Um, and then I got some cameras from a friend. Um, and then I filmed uh, Corey Winner and Kyle Greaves uh, for the 2020 season. And then I kind of put out my own three-part documentary that you know, according to you, it was just way, way too long. The first episode was 59 minutes. The second one was like an hour, four minutes. And then the third episode was an hour 44. I mean, I, I think Titanic was shorter than what my documentary series was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, but that's just one man's personal opinion. And and, <laughs> and I'm your toughest critic, too, because I want, I want to see you succeed and, 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 you know, do better, but... You know, and that's where kind of Rush kind of came out of. You know, you pushed us to to do it, definitely. I yeah. mean, it's been in, in the back burner for us for a couple years since we started um, Impulse Media. Um, and, you know, we just said, well, if, if this Mo Laker can do it, we should be able to do it. You know, I mean he's he's Man. doing it he's doing it on borrowed equipment and <laughs> that was and- a Molek project.
2: If there's
0: ever a project, <laughs> so we're again. If, if you don't know, we're both Native Americans. He's uh, Forest County Potawatomi. I'm Sacagawea from Molek and Molek doesn't have you know <laughs> a, a, an exorbitant amount of wealth. So <laughs> to borrow friends' cameras to buy a monitor and a iMac Mini with money I don't have. It's a total mole thing, and and <laughs> so far it really is paying off because we got to do you know we're we're doing rush, part one, part two are out on YouTube. Check out Impulse Media on YouTube, and uh, it, it's it's been tremendous and great, and I look forward to the next season. And it's been great to get to know these these drivers.
1: Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So uh, should we introduce our first guest here?
0: Yeah, um, uh,
1: you give me. Got him on the phone yet? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> i mean <laughs> hey technical difficulties here you know we're we're, we're trying
0: so. here i'll tell you his number no i'm just they, kidding yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right all right we we um we got keegan on the line but let's uh do a brief introduction
0: Alrighty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know he had mentioned his first name, but I feel like a little bit of introduction here is going to help, uh, on the phone. And, uh, today I'm absolutely honored. Uh, first time talking to this guy, but, uh, this, this man that we have on is the reigning defending undisputed 2021 pro two points champion, The 2021 World Cup champion, hailing from Argonne, Wisconsin, moved into Crandon for a little bit and then moved back to Argonne, Uh, was an all-state basketball player, standing six foot five, has four kids. Uh, I carried him in high school and I carried him in Call of Duty. It's his 10-year wedding anniversary. Keegan Kincaid. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i think that might be the the best intro i've ever had
1: <laughs> I, he, he uh he uh he did that you might have
2: to, to have me. Follow, you might have to follow him follow me around from now on <laughs> <laughs> yeah with a, with a big bullhorn yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: he's
1: gonna be a hype
0: man now
2: <laughs> yeah
1: so what's going on homie
2: no not too much it has been uh busy in the off season with uh the family and racing and basketball and a little bit of everything, you know, once uh, racing season ends, it's uh Off-season time which isn't a whole lot of off season. It's you know, my dad starting started building another truck uh, for for myself and uh, Been coaching varsity boys basketball and taking care of kids. So it's been uh, it's been busy off season. It's been good um, It's going fast, but uh, we're looking forward to next year already
0: Yeah uh- you know, in case people didn't know, uh, you were the Crandon uh, girls basketball coach there for what, two, three years?
2: Yeah. So uh, from 2017 to um, 2020, uh, the start of 2020 is basically for three years. You know, I was the varsity girls basketball coach and it, it was fun. It was good. Um, But um, life got busy, racing got busy. So I had to step down from that for a year and, you know, the job, boys job opened up and. You know, uh, you know, just wanted to give back, and an opportunity came came up, and I couldn't resist it. So now I'm back coaching again.
0: You know, the question I have Keegs is uh, that, and 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 something that uh, my my roommate in Milwaukee used to, we we kind of used to ponder over is, dude, how are you good at everything? Like dude in high school <laughs> basketball he was like um, an all-state basketball player he he coaches took took the team to, to two state what two state titles two state qualifiers uh, and then he's out here winning World Cup championships and then he's also dude showing us up in Call of Duty how are you yeah. good at everything it, it's kind of annoying I just hate
2: losing So <laughs> hate, yeah.
1: yeah there we go there it, it is
2: it, it's that competitive nature I think of Uh, people that are competitive are usually successful. And so I I think, I think that's what drives a lot of it is like, I just hate losing and I'm not going to, I don't like playing stuff that I think I'm going to lose at. So I got to stay one up on you guys, whether it's Call of Duty or, or dirt or whatever it is. You know, I think, I think you, Madden, I mean, I, I think you, I don't think you have one up on me yet.
0: Oh man! Come on, get out of I, here! I don't know. I, I, you think, know I think you Keto know and
1: I have uh, the wagers on you guys, though. I think we're oh, two in one think on we you. do. I think we're
0: two in no, one. No, I don't think so. Taking really. that
1: money, taking that, and I, money. I, and I
0: don't <laughs> think it's illegal gambling. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's completely yeah. illegal.
2: <laughs> call of Duty yeah. wagers. Yeah, yeah. They won't play us again, though. So uh, they <laughs> just take, taking it and, and leaving it as is. Is this a challenge?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ooh. 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 All right. You know, All what? Right. I've know been what? we got four more days of this of Call of Duty Man, <laughs> yeah.
0: before it leaves. Last four days of yeah. Verdansk. Oh,
1: yeah. Verdansk. Um yeah.
0: so what I sometimes what I like uh saying about you, and and in case people don't know, me and Keegan uh grew up together, went to high school, graduated. Um, is that something I don't see from you very often is just kind of like you're a pretty calm, cool, collective guy, but there are times where you do have that competitive fire that comes out. So, and I saw it uh, for sure once this year and then once uh, last year. So last year it was, uh, and we'll get into more of it, the The Pro Two Points Championship was coming down to the end. Uh, and then uh, Bob Brand snuck by you on the on the competition yellow. And man, you gave him a nice little bump back by the cowboy corner that pushed him off. And then the other time I saw that, was uh, an Andy go with, uh, with Jared, you, you made a, you made a move that you usually don't do. Um, so the, that, that, that competitive side of it, is that the competitiveness that comes out and how come we don't see that more often?
2: Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that boils down to passion, right? I think when you're passionate about something, you know, you give a hundred percent into it and, you know, you get what you, what you put in, you know? And so, you know, yeah, we're passionate. We say stuff in the moment. We're emotional in the moment. You know, all of us are, you know what I mean? And that's what makes successful, you know, whether it's Jared or, you know, myself or, you know, Ryan B, all these guys that are competing at the top, right? And a lot of it's for the living. You're doing this for a living. You know, this isn't only my passion, but it's my job. And so it's a, it's a different level of competitiveness. And, uh, yeah, you know, for the most part, we're good off the track. It's, when you put the helmet on, you know, every, all, all that's out the door. And, you know, you're, you're racing hard, you know, you're racing competitive. And, uh, you know, I've always raced people how, how they raced me and, um, you know, I, and I've had some good battles, you know, whether it was with CJ or Jay, you know, this year was, this year was some of the most fun racing that I've had, you know, in my career. And, um, I only look forward to get, for it to get more, you know, more intense, more, more battles you know, more people battling with you, you know, this year it was, it was different people. One one week it was Jarrett, the next week it's Ryan beat the following, you know, and, um, that that's been good. You know, it, it competition is good for the sport and good for the fans. And, and, uh, hopefully we can bring a little bit of that intensity to it.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe if uh, people can't, you know, or have a hard time, maybe, um, trying to, um, relate to that is is you know same thing with like football or basketball is that you know you you may be friends off court or or uh be good off court off field but when you get on the field man you throw that helmet on lace them them shoes up you know you go hard at each other i mean there are times in high school where you know obviously we're really good friends but when you're competing man it's 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 such a deep respect there
2: oh yeah and it comes down to you know you know, I, a lot of my whole family is pretty competitive, whether we're playing pickup basketball or, uh, you know, playing cards at night, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's that competitive nature of hating to lose. You know what I mean? It could be for nothing. And, um, <laughs> I hate to lose. You know what I mean? So I'm it, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's principle, right? Like, and so whatever I'm doing, I'm going to give you all I got. So, um, yeah, it just comes down to that. And I think, you know, when you're in a competitive sport, when you get egos colliding and, and that competitive nature, it creates for good entertainment. So uh, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, I know you were talking about uh, the the competition last season, the the battles, you know, Ryan Beats, um, you know, uh, uh, geez, Jared Brooks. Uh, Kyle Kleiman. Dude, all those guys, you know, it was such a, it was such a big jump from 2019 where it was kind of just the you and Kleiman show. And then it was the, like, it was the you and Kleiman, uh, you know, coming into the season. And then it was you and Brooks. And then B was sticking his nose and hell man, Trevor Layton even got to win. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, that was, that was a hell
0: of a season. And yeah. I, I look forward to, I look forward to 2022 and, you know, the schedule came out and I was like, you know, it, it, it was just, it was some deja vu. It was kind of the same thing. And I was kind of hoping maybe we'd get, one more track, you know, in, but like, what are your thoughts on the new, on the new season, the new schedule?
2: Yeah. I think everybody was hoping, you know, for another round added, you know, whether it was Wheatland or a a previous track that we've went to, or, you know, just something to give us a little more growth. You know, I think, I think as racers, we were hoping for that, you know, obviously we have our foundation, whether it's Crandon, ERX, Bark River, you know, Lena's kind of grown into that nanny go. Hopefully, you know, where, where these tracks have developed, uh, a culture, you know, uh, it's a different, different atmosphere than just going to an event and going to a three hour show, whether it's monster jam or something on that side of it, you know, you go for three hours and you're out and you're going home. Well, this is a happening, you know, you're there, you're spending time with the fans, you're spending time with the racers walking through the pit, they're drinking party and families are having a good time. And, and I think that's, what's, separates the Midwest and, you know, I, I, I really enjoy that they're sticking to their core values. And um, But I really, I, I was really disappointed when I didn't see another round added onto the schedule. You know, I thought we had a great opportunity and, um, you know, my, my sponsor, Lucas Oil, you know, a beautiful facility down in Wheatland. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, we got to be supportive of, of the direction that the series wants to go to and um, it needs to be a group collective effort. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm supportive of them and we'll go and race those races. Um, we're familiar with now and we done well at, we got a championship at, so we feel pretty comfortable.
1: Yep. And, uh, my, my one question is, uh, um, just, uh, going on Facebook, social media. Um, a lot of people were complaining about the, the, in between the races, uh, like they wanted it more spread out if anything though, too. So is a week and a half, like, um is it too close or what do you like a spread out schedule with the same tracks and same schedule and everything?
2: Yeah, that's tough. You know, it, it leaves, you know, in my position, you know, in Crandon, I, I'm centrally located, you know, so I'm not traveling a whole lot, um, but there's a lot of teams coming from out West, whether it's North Carolina to California, you know, my tags are coming this way, you know, it, it, it makes it, you know, difficult in a way, you know, some people like it at the double edged sword, you know, I don't mind it. Um, but then again, we've been in a shortage for, you know, supplies. you know, whether it's parts and, and pieces and being able to get stuff shipped to us in time. So to have a week turnaround, um, definitely increases the cost a little bit. You know, we need more labor. Um, a lot of these guys aren't doing it for a living. So they're turning wrenches at night and to turn it around in a week is, is a tough task. And to be, fully prepared so it it throws a new wrench at it um you know they've raced that before they've had one to two weeks in between each race weekend um i just wish that if we were going to do that we'd add one more event and um but yeah it's a you know it's a give take it's one of those things you don't sit there and dwell on you know what i mean you you can say what you you know what you think and then just go and race and uh, that's what we're doing is just preparing to race the the races that we have in front of us and do a couple more shows and um, but it'll be good. I'm excited for 2022.
1: Now, um, cause last year with, the uh, with COVID and everything, um, and we had, uh, we had a fall race, uh, like a legitimate fall race, like with the leaves turning colors and everything and Crandon and Crandon being the last race. I mean, would you, you wouldn't mind racing further into, I guess the colder season. Like, yeah, even after Crandon, that, yeah. like Crandon doesn't have to be like the show. Where it, like, it still could be the show, yeah. but we could have one after Crandon, though, too.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I, I really do enjoy ending at Crandon. You know, there's, uh, you know, I think there's there's more opportunities at the beginning of the year where we're traveling and, you know, where we could move south or move west and, and go to some warm weather while the Midwest is still unthawing, you know. And so, um, I think there's a lot of potential there and even finishing, you know, later, you know, as long as we're traveling. Um, but then again, you know, I, you know, I'm all for beginning of the year, you know, getting things moving, going out West, you know, um, uh, I, I guess I'm up for anything. I, I, I really want to see growth. I really want to see us, you know, grow venues and, and be able to bring in new sponsors and, um, some major sponsors and, and be a part of the series. And I know they are growing, you know, things are, things are going well. And uh, you know, I just hope that we can continue this growth and you know go get to seven events in 2022 um, or 23. This, I guess, yeah,
0: yeah. This this may be a loaded question, but um, how, how do you think? Uh, how do you, what do you think is the key to getting to seven tracks, to eight tracks, or um, you know, moving sa- further south? Like, what, what do you think the key is there? Because I, th- I think you did bring up a really good point as far as like establishing uh, a venue when it comes to, you know, you, you, like you said, you see it at Lena now, uh, you know, Crandon yeah. is there, Bark River is there, Elk River is is, is starting to, you know, be in that same uh, atmosphere. And then Lena, yeah, Lena this past year, man, that, that whole little hillside thing was packed. It was crazy. And do you think maybe that that's the key is to establish the venues you have now so then you can expand and afford to go to another place?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think so. And, and it's a, uh and it's ultimately a series and in track decision, you know, you know, obviously racers are impacted, you know, where we travel, you know, you know, if we're traveling across country, it's an, it's a added expense. And, um, you know, and there, there's a bunch of, you know, variables in it. If if we got to build a track and, and, and that's just not letting history repeat itself. You know, we've gone to places and I've really enjoyed the circle tracks like Charlotte and Chicago land speedway and when we developed the crowd there, you know, we went to Chicagoland for three years and developed a good, good established crowd that those bleachers were packed the third year. And um, yeah. I, I think that's what we need is stability. And when we go to one of these venues, it's it's a place that we can grow with them. And so it's not just a one year venue. Um, I don't think the series is big enough or, you know, strong enough to be able to do that. Pull off a one, one event. Um, you know, I'd like to, you know, I, I say Wheatland because I think Wheatland fixed fits the background in the backbone of what short course off-road in the Midwest was, you know, it's, it's family owned. Um, it's a happening. You can camp, you can hang out. There's multiple things going on besides just racing. The stands are packed, you know, so that, that was, you know, that gets my vote and I think a lot of other racers would really like to go there. The track is completely different. We got an over under, um, I think that's another thing that we got to look into is as track builders and series is, is, you know, these trucks are growing and they're able to do more and more things that they've, they've been, they've never been capable more of. And so, you know, we can jump farther, we can do doubles, we can do gap jumps, you know, and we have to separate that. And, you know, there's a, there's a fine line of, because we have the sportsmen along with us that I, I think we almost have to have two separate tracks or partial tracks where we can separate that. You know, we can't, we can't continue to build tracks for sportsman level racing when we can do more than that. And I, I think that's something that, you know, could help us take us to the top. You know, I'm all for, you know, whether it's a split lanes, I love split lanes. I love, who cares if we start doing Joker laps, you know, something, something different I, i'm open to you know it you know looking for growth and, and trying to expand and you know we're going faster we're jumping farther we got to be able to to showcase what we can do as drivers and vehicles so um, that, that's what my thought is on it and i know some of the racers are on the same page as me it, it's just a tough decision to make um, as a series you know we have some input on it but ultimately it comes down what the series wants to do and tracks want to do
0: man i know you brought up um you said sportsmen being on the on the same track cuz like like you said you guys can do so much more You guys can go so much faster and further jump higher and i kind of i kind of think about at uh at ERX uh that back section the the whoop section yeah pro lights have a hard enough time getting through that and i remember every year it happens i think it's the stock trucks and forgive me if if somebody in the stock truck is listening or happens to listen but when they're going through that back section and they're fucking hitting them them, that, that back section so hard every every time somebody flips somebody wrecks and i can't help but think the same thing like should this sportsman truck be out there because these pros can clear that
2: yeah and that's and that just comes down to it you know you're you obviously want to, you know, help the sportsman level on the side of it, but it goes back to Annie goes rhythm section. Well, the sportsman obviously wanted to cut down, but as a pro, we like build it bigger, build it bigger. We want to, you know, we want to, we want to let's triple it. You know, like that's, that's the mentality of like, Hey, we want to be challenged. If, If we have to, you know, right now, I think the tracks get built to what the trucks are capable of and not necessarily the driver you know? And so, um, what I mean by that is people can hit jumps almost flat out. Well, it, it takes a lot of skill, you know, when we have to break over a rhythm section or time have timing into that rhythm section. Well, it's just not flat out. Well, and people have been, you know, conditioned to, Oh, I can't hit that jump flat out. Well then slow down. You know, that's part of the, the racing. Everybody's <laughs> in control of it. So, uh, You know, I think that's something that, that has to, you know, eventually change is, you know, we got to start building and maybe there's parts of the track that don't get raced on during the sportsman, you know, and, um, maybe that brings added value to the pros is, is, hey, we have a gap jump, you know, that the pros hit. And so that's something that I would like to see And like you know, as a professional is see growth on that side of it, but I also see the side of the sportsman as well. So. Oh, I, I'm up for, for some change.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. Like you said, just kind of maybe making a part of this or the you know section of the track uh for sportsmen. I know an Andy Go I was watching, and man, that shit hurt me watching watching those <laughs> pro life trucks. Even pro life yeah, was rough. the <laughs> stiffest suspension hitting this shit. I'm like, dude, someone's blowing out a, a vertebrae. But um yeah. uh, normal transition here, man. What's up with all that time you got in the twenty twenty one uh World Cup? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Jeez, you were you were already back by the argon turn by the time the pro fours yeah. got off.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that's just. Uh, hey, that's the way it goes. You know what I mean? I, the funny thing is, you know, Johnny wasn't the fastest all weekend, and, and the way that the times go off of that is, uh, you know, basically the fastest, and the pro fours were consistently five seconds faster than us. If you put 10, 10 laps in, that's fifty seconds right there. You know, and we, and that's not even including the start. So it's really 10 and a half laps, you know, and, and it's not that hard to pass a pro two and pro four. So you're not wasting a second of uh, time. So obviously I got, I got a nice jump. I didn't have any traffic. I haven't, I didn't have to pass anybody in traffic. So it's a lot of luck on your side. And um I've been on on both sides of that. I've been on the the, the short end of the stick and I've been on the good one, you know? And so, and both of the goods were in the Pro Two, and so it's hard to, you know, understand that it's definitely more fun in the Pro Four passing people. But um, you know, Crane has done a good job of that. I know some people are like, "Well, just give them." Oh, they should only get this amount of time or this amount of time. Well, then you're not going to get people racing it if if there's not a fair chance. You know, at least there's, they think there's a fair chance. Then nobody's going to compete for it, and um, you know, it's a lot of money on the line and last race of the season. So. People are just laying it out on the line, letting it go, and <laughs> that's what I do. So um, it worked out in our favor this year. Yeah, but I've been on the other side of that too.
1: Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with track conditions too. At the end of the day,
2: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's and honestly, I didn't think we had a favorable track. But ultimately, what happened is the cushion blew off the track so quickly because of the amount of trucks on the track that the pro fours didn't have any other line to run but what we were, and so you know, they were gaining a little bit, but down the straightaway, we're just as fast as the pro force. And so corner speed, you know, my truck was working well and, and the track was actually holding pretty good um, for us. And so it worked out great, you know, and uh, it, it just, there's a lot of variables that play into being able to do it. How wet they, you know, how wet they water the track. You know, it also helps us that, usually we get that parade lap lap. So they water it early. Well, when a pro two goes out on a track, if it's wet, we're losing time quick. And so, you know, they water the track, we get a parade lap, allow that track to dry, soak in it gets tacky. And so we can keep up with these pro fours for the first couple laps. Well, as the track blue grooves and slicks off pro fours gain a little more time towards the end. And, um, you know, fortunately we built up a good enough lead and, know just held on i just i ran a good race and uh it was it was a good one to end on that's for sure
0: so i know you got to get going here in a little bit but i got i got two more questions kind of one one going off the last one and then a new one um this question i have is how come how come pro twos don't put up more of a fight in the cup race is it just are the pro fours just that good to where they can navigate around without you guys knowing because all because like no, and and maybe I'm picking on him a little bit because because I know I can, but watching Zach Sakowski out there and some of these pro fours blow by him, I'm sure he was like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> is, it, is it a spotter thing? Because some of these guys get blown by, and I'm sure they just like shit themselves watching RJ or Kyle Duke blow right by him.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think the pro fours are so so wild, and they're throwing it in, they're backing it in, and. And I've uh, I've never put up much of a fight because when, when a pro four catches you, you're not you're not holding them on. You know what I mean? You, you they'll move you out of the way if they have to. They're they're going so much faster <laughs> into the in, into entry of the corner. You know it isn't worth unless you're fighting on the last lap. Yeah, then all gloves are off. But you know when you're when you're, you know five laps in, six laps in, and they're catching you, you just get out of the way. You know what I mean? Obviously, as a leader, with me leading, I'm like fight them fight them you know, do whatever you got to do. Push them off the track. And, uh, you know, I always think, I think Corey, Corey's always one of them that, you know, seems to be babbling with the pro fours the most, you know, and it does a good job for the most part, holding them off if he's you know, so yeah, it's just, a you know, when, when they catch you, they're, they're coming. Kind of, they're approaching the corner so much faster than what you than the pro twos that it's just, uh, it's a different, different speed and different game when we're in the pro four, it's so much, fa- it's so much faster. And uh, so much easier to navigate and, you know, you, you just blow, especially with the, the separation of, of speed is, uh, is a big difference. So
0: Rolling up in a pro four coming up behind a guy. I'm gonna fuck you up, man. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last question I have is, uh, so you can get going, uh, is, uh, actually for next season, uh, in the, in the pro two, um, you know, a, a points championship, the competition again, you know, from, from what I think we know of is that, you know, the same guys are returning, you know, uh Jared Brooks, Kyle Kleiman, Corey Winter, Ryan beat. I mean, even Ricky G was getting in on some of the dude. I don't know if Trevor Leighton's coming back, but I mean, he's a ERX round six champ that, uh, that, that won at that track. But we also might have uh from, from what I was talking to, maybe we might be having Dougie Mateg uh, going from pro four to pro two, uh, like what are your thoughts knowing that, you know, this was already a stacked class and so you might already be having another, you know, pro two world champ from 2019 coming in.
2: Yeah. I think that'd be great. You know, I, me and Doug and, you know, it brings me back to like the old pro light days when it was me, Jared, Doug, CJ, you know, when we all battled in the, you know, in some of the, the best racing in pro light, you know, we kind of separated CJ was in pro four and, you know, I was in pro two and Doug went to pro four and you know, I, I, I think, you know, it'd be awesome to get Doug back into pro two. I think, you know, already I think pro two is the premier class of, you know, champ off-road. I think we put on some of the best racing. Yeah. Pro fours are still the, the biggest, baddest trucks to drive on a planet. But as far as, as watching an event and, and uh, seeing the battles, I think, you know, if Doug comes down, you know, you're going to have some, some of the best battles that you've seen in, and all of short course, I think. And so, uh, you know, we're all learning each year, you know, we got one year under the belt of these tracks. Everybody's got setups and, you know, I feel like we're advancing, you know, we didn't, I, I don't think I figured out thanks till the end of the year. You know, we, we threw some stuff at this truck and, you know, finally the last weekend we went, went to a setup that I was familiar with and truck came back to life. And so you know, I felt like I was struggling and to come away with the championship felt good. So, um, yeah, we're, we're ready and we'll be ready. I'm building another truck and trying to always progress and never settle. And so it'll be good. I, I hope Doug comes and races and Jarrett and Kyle and man, it's going to be, it's going to be some tight fun battles.
0: Yeah, man. Finally, uh, finally old lady luck uh, got on your side. Cause for a couple of years there, I mean, yeah. uh, 2019 maybe was a bit of an exception cause you did win, but man, I, I, I felt like you should have had, more pro life championships or, you know, another pro two championship, but uh, you definitely had lady luck yeah. on your side.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we were, I don't know how many second, you know, runner ups I've had. And uh, I, I think I've either won a championship or I've touched in second. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been many separate from that. And so, you know, it just comes down to consistency and being there in the end. And we've put ourselves in opportunities to win it almost every year. And so, uh, it, it's getting there. We're still learning, you know, and growing and, you know, with Lucas Oil and some of these other sponsors that continue to help support me, we're able to to grow our team and, and, and try to take it to the next level. And so we're getting there and uh, I'm excited to, to see what this year brings.
0: Oh yeah, I'd always let you know that uh you're you're second. You're number two. You're yeah. You
2: know. yeah. <laughs> Especially when I beat you in something, I'd
0: be like, oh, number two again, huh? <laughs> yeah. Don't suck.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I text him for every race. Uh before I started filming, I text him for every race, man. I was like, don't suck. That was that was my advice. But um but yeah, man, on his uh on his 10-year anniversary, we got the 2021 Pro Two Points Champion. Uh, Keegan Kincaid, thank you, dude. Thank you, honestly, so much, man, for uh, for
2: jumping on with yeah. us. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you later on Warzone. Alrighty, <laughs> All righty. <homie.
1: laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, later. Have a good one. Yeah, bye. you too, bye Dude, that went. That was. Uh, yeah. That was cool. That was uh, definitely went way smoother than I I thought it would have.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I and and the thing of it too is like I know that. You know, when, especially when Keegan gets talking about like racing, um, I mean, you fall into that, that I don't want to say that persona, but, um, you know, it's, it's something he's, he's used to, you know what I mean? You got to oh, talk yeah. about it. So you kind of fall into that, yep, yep. you know, category of, of, of talking and whatnot, but. Um, no, no, I
1: definitely, yeah, I definitely had some more questions, but, uh, us running on Indian time and, uh, we were actually grinding Warzone before we started this and <laughs> got kind of late,
0: but, uh, yeah.
1: you know, we, we did the damn thing, you know, like, um.
0: You we know, did. Yeah. I had, I had uh, more questions too. Like I, I felt like we could have been going. Another question I kind of wanted to bring up, I didn't know if it was like a secret or not, but you know, I know he likes to build these trucks, um, you know, race them. And then, um, you know, sometimes he'll sell them, sometimes he'll keep them. And and that was something that I kind of wanted to just elaborate more on.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, like, and definitely for, from my standpoint, it's uh, why, like, I know he's always pushing the limit, but he has a 2021, 20, championship truck proven truck and now he's going to build a new one
0: well and that's the thing of it like you know is is he building another pro 2 truck is he going to sell that one is he building a pro 4 i mean hell he might he might go pro spec who knows? (laughs) he might be trying to get uh he might be trying to beat ryan beat in pro 2 and pro spec who knows (laughs) yeah so
1: no no definitely um definitely awesome to to hear from him and see and uh talk to him and everything and um you know, wish him the luck for next year. Tell you that much because uh, obviously he pays us. So
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh, he gets some. Hopefully his off season's really good. Um, but yeah. What do you think of the schedule though?
0: You know, I kind of the same thing, man. I, like it was, it was the same old, same old. It felt like, I mean, and, and maybe that's a little unfair to say because I've been around it for so long, but um, you know, it was nice to bring Andy go back and, and maybe I'm just, was, was expecting too much, and maybe that's unfair. Um, but I think he did have a good point that kind of sat well with me was just knowing, like, hey, like maybe we have to establish that like you said a culture, a happening at you know, at Andy because I was in the stands before I could be out on the track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was on the quest, yeah, uh, and I was in the stands, and it was packed, dude, it was packed from the bottom to the top, left to right. There were people standing. It was packed. And that was Andy's first race in what oh, 17 years, 16 years, yeah, 15, something like yeah,
1: that. It's, it's been a hot minute for sure.
0: And then, you know, and then we go to Crandon, Crandon's Crandon. Um, you know, ERX. I mean, I feel like and and something I'd like to maybe bring on uh, Andrew Carlson, we can maybe ask him is how come he's always rocking the Friday and Saturday races? You know, I, I feel like he's missing out on, on potentially a lot, like on, on a Saturday, Sunday thing. I mean, I, I like it now. Uh, being in media because once Saturday's done, I'm exhausted. And then I, and then I get Sunday to kind of, to kind of recoup. But you know, it's just a question I have. Um, Lena, Lena has had a great crowd. Lena had a really great crowd. I felt
1: felt so bad this year when it got rained out (sighs) because that whole they were they, throwing they sodas. Stayed, they they stayed there though too during the rainstorm. Yeah, like, they, they, sta- they they stayed in
0: the rain and then they were throwing sodas and 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 that's another question too that I'd like to ask Keegan as then his his thoughts on that because there's there's stuff there you know there's a reason why that that race didn't happen on Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, I, and
0: that's something I want to bring <laughs> up to to him uh, and and you know other pro two drivers, but you know Lena's got the crowd um, and then Bark River's always gonna, always oh. gonna be a.
1: Oh yeah, Bark River is probably one of my favorite tracks. ERX is actually becoming one of my favorites to go to. Yeah, um, I really the enjoyed f- the, the facility. There is awesome. Like everything's awesome about ERX. Like the location, you know everything. I, I don't know. I don't mind driving the four hours there either. You know, for you, it's an hour drive. So yeah, <laughs> yep, something simple.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we had the best. We had the best Pro Four race there. Yeah. Last exactly. Year. Exactly. It you just know, brings and-
1: racing. I mean, it's a. It's not like Crandon where where you, you hold it wide open and and you have to be the fastest guy though. you're, you're the guy that at Crandon that if you never let off, you're going to win. You know, yeah. ERX is an actual like motocross based track where drivers need to drive.
0: Well, and you know, what's crazy is that now I think about like crowd size or even like how, how spread out they were. ERX Friday was probably visually looking like the smallest crowd. And, and I think that's why I brought that up is because if you do a Saturday and Sunday, because I mean, dude, there are people here in the Twin Cities that have no idea about ERX. Yes. Like I'm at work. I'm like, like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm filming uh, up in Elk River. Uh, oh, what are you filming? I, off-road racing. Oh, when did that start? Like four years ago, man. Like, <laughs> like it's been here. So, I mean, and maybe that's a, that's an advertising thing, but um, no, I, I think that. Keegan does have a point. I think you have to establish venues. And once yes. you kind of get a good, yep. good crowd. And then and then once you and then maybe control a track venue. Like, hey, this is these are the six other tracks. This is what it looks like. Yours could be like this if we keep coming back and you establish something. Yep. So I mean, I, I've wanted to go to Wheatland when I saw that track. I thought it was a I thought it was a joke. I thought someone was playing. I'm like, there's no way people are gonna be jumping <laughs> gaps and shit. Cause like <laughs> Like in video games, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like you try jumping gaps and shit gets wild and you roll and rack and, and blow up. But yeah, well, yeah, man, I, I, I was, I was maybe hoping for more. Maybe that's a little too greedy.
1: Yeah. And from a serious standpoint, like you, like you guys say, you know, consistency, you know, and that's what it is right there is that we have to be consistent. We have to have the same, you know, backer. We, ISOC, you know, we have to have ISOC year after year, you know, like the torque days, You know, they were really big at the end and then poof, they gone. And then we went through MSI, we went through, you know, core, we went through, you know, we went through everything, (laughs) you know, we went through like probably eight different uh, people that sponsored it. And, and, you know, and now ISAC is sticking by the series, which is awesome. And, and, and yeah, I was bummed too, but at the same time, I understood as far as a business standpoint goes, is that, you know, like I said, we had one good year, which was last year. And we got to continue doing this year after year now. And it'd be cool to get more sponsors and more um, exposure and, and everything. And obviously on my business point or where I stand with everything is that then, you know, then we get paid, you know, then we got something to film and something to, you know, yeah. Like I said, just something to, to, to work forward towards, you know, like doing what we're doing now with rush, you know, you know, and that's what I want to continue to do. So with, uh, without a series, we can't do that. And, you know, I'm very, very excited for next year. And, you know, now we can start planning for next year, having that uh, schedule out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, You know, I took a look and I was kind of like, all right, well, it's kind of the same thing. And <clears throat> since I already know, what what i went through this past year now i know what to expect coming up especially for like uh uh, filming and stuff and like you said i think exposure is a really big thing i mean even if it's something as simple as and and as small as this is just a little podcast just kind of talking about it more and and it's fun to talk about it it's fun to try and get content out there yes
1: exactly and
0: and like you said man i'm sure we could have kept talking for you know another hour, two hours, whatever, uh, with, with Keegan. And, um, you know, I look forward to hopefully talking with, you know, some of these other drivers, like I said, you know, pro two, pro light, pro four, you know, pro three, whatever, whatever comes out next, like, uh, um, um, (laughs) 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 the one driver in prospect. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like, you know, I kind of want to talk to, it'd be fun to talk to everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as, um kind of getting to know the more pro four was fun to to get to you know jimmy henderson that guy's character yeah
1: yeah well no you know? and not like i said not only the drivers but the sponsors like even yes. maybe hopefully the isaac manager carl um you know just uh you know
0: get that's get, a big fish that you know going I mean, further. Oh, dude,
1: that, that's that's what i want bro
0: that's but, your um <laughs> what is that that's what's my the... great white buffalo <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The great white whale or the, the, what is it, the Moby Dick, whatever he calls it. Uh, that's, that's your, that's your prize, man. That you're going for. Oh dude. Yeah. Man, I don't know who I'd, I don't know who I'd be really looking forward to. I mean, I like Carl's a pretty big, dude, pretty I, big fish. Let's try and get.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's my fish. That's man.
0: I, I wouldn't have even gone that high. I'd just been like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Keegan>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Keegan was my, Keegan was my, uh, it was my first one. Well, who, no, who, but,
1: who would be your first? Who, who's who's your fish?
0: Man, I don't know. I think it would have to be some, I think Carl's a really good one. I nope. mean, because, you know, we interviewed all the Pro 4 guys. So I think, you know, hopefully that they'd be comfortable coming on. And I feel like we have a good relationship with a lot of the Pro 2 guys. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the Pro Light, are, are, I feel like I'd be comfortable with that. Um, so yeah, maybe it is somebody like, somebody like Carl, um, you know, or, or a a, a big sponsor, maybe like monster Joe. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There, there it is. Maybe somebody along those lines that, that, that maybe transcends off road that, that, you know, does dabble in it, but, but can give their perspective on it. And, And maybe we can ask them like, how come there isn't more investment in this is because of the lack of exposure or lack of knowledge and people don't know because it's like if we can pick his mind then maybe we can start to you know show this sport a little bit more because i mean i'm, I'm obviously biased growing up around it but i think it's the best racing on the planet oh no doubt.
1: no doubt about it like i said i mean this could be a formula one of off-road and in, in theory hundred yeah, uh, percent. like you look at uh you look how secretive kyle Leduc is of his truck because you know, yeah. he's always innovating so yeah we, yeah we couldn't we couldn't film his truck unless it had body, body panels, on, panels it. on it yeah no exactly you know like i was even surprised we could interview him with his truck in the background naked <laughs> you know what i mean
0: yeah they yeah they yeah <laughs> so. we, we had to really uh use a was it a, a 50 milliliter, millimeter millimeter lens <laughs> yeah it really get just close shallow depth of field
1: yeah blur it all out yeah so no, no, definitely excited. I'm definitely excited about this podcast, and I'm I, and I'm hoping all the listeners are too right now. And they're probably like, "All right, just end it."
0: But yep. all seventeen <laughs> of you, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm definitely Thank excited. Thank you to my sister for listening. Yeah, <laughs> mom, and I dad, made you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but for, from whether you're listening or whether someone told you about this, you know, thanks. Uh, you know, like I said, we're just two Native American. People, boys, res, res resi out kids, (laughs) uh, you know, just trying to make it happen here, man. Like, like not a lot of us had a chance like this. So, um, to do this and to be talking to drivers like this is, is definitely a dream come true. And, you know, we definitely couldn't do it without any of you guys supporting us. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank, thank you. Um, you know, and then thanks Tito, man. Always, um, always agreeing to my crazy ideas at times and, <laughs> and, you know, just like I said, is this is uh, what we're here for. We're here to, we're media. We're here to help out the sport and help out the drivers, help out the sponsors. So um, we're, we're not getting paid for this. We're doing this out of, because we love it. Yeah. You know,
0: and then, and yeah, if there's any questions too that you'd like to ask, uh, like a certain drivers, any reasonable questions, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll fly off the handle every now and then it makes some inappropriate <laughs> shit happen, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to ask Doug Matag, like, you know, when he lost his V card. Yeah. Well, well maybe <laughs> yeah, I might, maybe yeah. I might. I mean, maybe I'll, I will start when we, when we interview Doug, when Doug, when we interview Doug, we'll, uh, that's, that'll be the first question, but yeah. Hey man, like, did you lose that? When when? did you ever find it again?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, all righty then. Well, you want to do the outro? Then let's uh, let's, let's test yeah. this out. Let's test this out.
0: Righty, I, I well, know we didn't practice see. this,
1: but let, I let's know do z- it.
0: zero practice. Not sure how we're gonna end this podcast other than uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Tito Labine. uh, that's Jeffrey Keeble. Thank you for listening to the impulse show and uh, we'll do better next time. All right, guys. Well, peace. This is.